Welcome to the New England Taken to be KXL 1450 AM, 103.9 FM, and nhtalkradio.com. I'm your host, AJ Kierstead. Get the back episodes of the New England Take by going to thenewenglandtake.com. You'll find links to Spotify, iTunes, Google. Subscribe on your favorite podcast feed. It really helps promote the show, and we really want to promote those podcast listeners. Uh, I'm very excited today to continue my uh my series with the New Hampshire Insurance Department. Uh, before we get into that, first of all, the New Hampshire Insurance Department is committed to protecting the public good by ensuring a safe and competitive insurance marketplace. So when things go wrong, the New Hampshire Insurance Department is here to help. If you feel like you've been treated unfairly or have had a problem using your insurance, contact the Consumer Services Division. For, ins- for assistance with your questions or complaints, you can contact Consumer Services at ins.nh.gov. That's at Consumer Services at ins.nh.gov or call one 800-852-3416. This is a free service offered to all New Hampshire residents. Speaking of consumer services, I'm joined by Keith. I'm sorry, how do you pronounce your last name? Nihan? Uh, that's correct. This is Silent Age, but uh, people know me by both names, AJ. <laughs> He's the consumer services director at the New Hampshire Insurance Department. So what what is your role specifically? Uh, thanks, AJ, first of all, for having me on the show. Um as the title suggests, I'm the director of the uh, consumer services unit here at the state insurance department. In my role is to oversee, provide um, leadership to a staff of six people who are experienced insurance investigators. And um, those skill sets range from, you know, there's over a hundred years experience between our four primary investigators. Um, we have individuals with expertise in health insurance, property and casualty insurance, in um, life insurance. So we feel um, pretty comfortable answering any question that, that may come across um, our desks um, along those lines of insurance. Um, what I would add to that is, you know, the insurance department, if you don't mind me keep going, is um, we in the consumer services unit have a threefold mission. And we like to promote ourselves um, in that mission as educating, navigating and investigating. And really what that touches upon is we are here to educate the insurance public um, about insurance products, um, just general questions they have about the insurance industry. We're here to help um, customers or insureds navigate the complexities of the insurance markets. You know, many times we find that individuals who are talking to insurance agents or who are talking to insurance companies, um, have questions about process, have questions about maybe it's filing a complaint, maybe it's applying for new insurance. Um, we're here to offer ourselves as resources to help navigate those, those complexities in an unbiased sort of way. And then lastly, one of our primary functions is investigate or investigative in that if uh, an insurance consumer has a complaint or a grievance, about one of the department's licensees, such as a, an insurance agent or a producer, as we call them, or an insurance company, um, we will investigate those grievances, look into the allegations, and determine if there are any violations of state insurance laws or regulations. So um, it's a three-legged stool, educate, navigate, investigate. And um, I love the way you introduced us as we're here free of charge to the residents of New Hampshire. We're happy to help and we, uh, and we love doing so. Yeah, I've been I've been really impressed the last couple of weeks talking to Tiffany and uh, who, who works on your team and Jeremy from uh, New Hampshire Navigator. I mean, if 
There's a lot when it comes to these various products and don't just assume because you don't know what insurance is exactly and how it works that it's you. No, there's a lot of components to what you guys have to do with regards to making sure everyone's informed on because there's a lot of options out there. Absolutely. Now, uh, before we'll, we'll dive into a little more in the basically the uh, educate, navigate, investigate bit and some of the services provide, but can you talk a bit about the metrics? Like what's, what, what's the volume of people that you guys work with? Yeah, it, it's a, it's a great question. And certainly over the years, our volumes do change. Um, you know, and, and really our workload is reflective of the number of people who know how to reach us, which is why this show is very important. Um, on average though, we, handle approximately five to 6,000 cases per year. And, and, you know, the word case can be very misleading. That includes, you know, formal uh, complaint investigations, um, which typically number right around a thousand. Um, beyond that, we have our consumer assistance cases, those touch points where perhaps we're receiving an email from a New Hampshire resident or a phone call and that really is the balance of those cases. Um, you know, relative to the value that we add to the state, we, we always try to like to quantify what we do for folks. Um, and on average, you know, in any given year, what, what we call um, facilitated consumer restitution, which is what sort of monies are being returned to consumers? Because really insurance is about money. It's about protecting yourself financially. Um, and it's also in our case, when we do investigate, um, it's typically because someone has, uh, has been financially harmed. Um, in any given year, we are returning to New Hampshire consumers anywhere from about one to $3 million. Um, so as far as quantifying the value, it's a pretty easy metric for us to put our thumb on that without our assistance, um, consumers would not have seen that money. What sort of issues would cause people to need to seek restitution? Uh, it's a plethora of issues. As we mentioned, you know, we, we do cover, you know, many different uh, lines of insurance, many different products. Um, our most typical complaint investigation involves automobile insurance. And when you think about, it's not surprising to the extent that most New Hampshire residents, um, have access to automobiles if they don't own them themselves. Certainly everybody's ridden, ridden in an automobile. But when an automobile is in an accident, uh, one of two things happen. The, the automobile is damaged and it needs to be repaired at a, you know, uh, at a repair facility or the vehicle is totaled and there's a, a cash payout that is going to go to consumers. So typically, you know, when you think of an automobile accident, if the vehicle's being repaired, um, we do handle questions from consumers that their insurance company perhaps isn't paying for the type of repair that he or she wants. You know, maybe it's a newer vehicle and the consumer believes that there should only be new parts put on automobiles, you know, as compared to a used part or a um, secondary market part, something that wasn't made by the original equipment manufacturer. We do deal with those types of issues. But probably one of the most predominant um, complaints that we receive is when someone's car has been totaled. Um, you know, many times the value that the insurance company offers to an insured is not the value of, of the automobile. It's certainly not the value of the automobile as that particular driver or insured believes. And there, there's a number of reasons for that. 
Yeah, that's that's super interesting. I didn't realize you guys also assisted with complaints of that nature. I mean, figure car insurance, especially basically, I probably most people have it in New Hampshire, even though it's not required, just because there's always that chance, especially in 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 a more rural part of the country where people, there isn't public transportation to speak of in right. most locations. Yeah, it, it, absolutely. Um, it, you know, it's a very key point. New Hampshire does not require automobile insurance, but you know, we're one of the States that has the highest in uh, highest rate of, I can't get the metric right uh, or say it properly. We have a higher per capita um, amount of people who are insured than those with States that have that requirement. Um, so makes my uh, libertarian heart beat strongly. Love it. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, I, I, I love our state's motto, live free or die. And insurance is, is, is to protect you, but you don't have to have it. And, uh, that being said, being a member of the insurance department, I certainly encourage people to buy insurance. It's a great way to protect yourself. Can you tell us a bit of the uh, current issues or trends you're seeing in the health insurance marketplace right now? Obviously there's been, a lot going on through American Rescue Plan and everything, but, and then open enrollment coming back up. Yeah, and, and that's exactly, you know, when I hear, you know, current issues in health insurance, my mind immediately goes there, which is, you know, right now with the American Rescue Plan, um, individuals who normally would not be permitted to buy health insurance in the individual marketplace um, this time of year have an opportunity through August 15th. Typically open enrollment, I do believe goes from about November 15th. I'm not gonna get these dates right. You know, they, they change a little bit every single year, but it's roughly, you know, November through mid-December thereabouts that there's open enrollment. But with the American Rescue Plan, certainly as a uh, um, offshoot of, you know, the pandemic, um, individuals have been afforded the opportunity um, to buy health insurance through mid mid August, and that's a, that's a great resource to people perhaps who did sign up for insurance, um, you know, back in November December timeframe. Maybe they find themselves in a plan that is unaffordable. Uh, maybe they want to go to a plan with higher deductibles or you know higher coinsurance, and they want to lower their premiums. It also affords people who who may find themselves in a limited network. They want to go to something a little more, uh, a little bit more broad. So a um, lot of opportunity. We encourage people right now um, who have any concerns with their health insurance to certainly visit healthcare.gov, shop around. Perhaps there's a plan out there that may suit their needs. Um, and then, of course, you know, there's, there's, there's plenty of things going on these days with access to healthcare, in particular around uh, behavioral health services. So, um, a lot of issues to address, um, no shortage of resources to help people, and we are one of those. Yeah, I'd imagine mental health services, especially after this past year, are going to be an increasing volume of questions regarding people wanting to receive services. I mean, this is already kind of getting more mainstream coverage even before COVID, just through, I mean, here in New Hampshire, specifically like the Citizens Health Initiative and stuff like that, um, yeah. must be more and more what you guys deal with. Absolutely. And, you know, there, you know, we, we were talking earlier about automobile insurance uh, complaints. Um, our second highest category of complaint investigations is health insurance complaints. And it's typically um, relates to claims that have been denied by insurance companies. And, you know, while certainly we have no shortage of, of behavioral health or, or mental health complaints, 
we, we do look at, at all types of grievances concerning major medical. Um, most frequently, you know, individuals who have health insurance who want to be uh, treated by a particular physician that's out of network, they do not have that opportunity. Um, if it's a matter of medical necessity and the consumer wants to work with the insurance, sometimes those out of network providers um, will be covered by a plan. And of course, there's also um, access to care, certain types of treatments that insureds want, which perhaps insurance companies don't want to pay for because there are less expensive and equally um, viable forms of treatment that the company is willing to pay for. So we, we do handle cases and for anybody out there who finds themselves in this situation where a provider, a healthcare provider that is, is suggesting, recommending, or otherwise advocating for a particular type of treatment that the health insurance company does not wish to approve or does not wish to pay for, contact us. We can certainly help um, that individual understand and navigate um, the appeal process, uh, the, the appeal processes um, that are available to insureds. Yeah, I mean, something you gave me a few things you wanted to cover during during this episode, and I feel like when you wrote every claim is a negotiation, I feel like that should be printed in big letters when you receive your first listing of what your insurance coverage is for anything. Yeah, I know it, AJ. That comment's really um, targeted towards automobile um, claims or automobile complaints, but uh, it certainly does pertain to other things as well. And and at the top of that, if if it's very difficult for an insurance consumer insured to negotiate when he or she doesn't know she's negotiating. And uh, so, so we start off by telling folks, do not be afraid to advocate for yourself. Um, an insurance contract is um, a product that you purchase, you're paying for it. You have every reason to expect, you know, good, strong customer service. Um, which isn't always delivered. Um, and don't be afraid to advocate for yourself. If you believe something should be covered, if you believe a treatment is warranted and you have the backup of your doctor, speak up. And, you know, again, relative to an automobile claim, um, one of the things that, that, that we see most frequently when, when someone thinks their automobile is valued uh, or should be valued more highly is something as simple as the condition of the vehicle. Um, the insurance company may determine that your vehicle that was total is in fair condition and you believe it's in good condition. Those two words alone can have, you know, literally thousands of dollars of value to your claim just by speaking up. And, you know, we're here to help you to understand what those words mean. Yeah. Don't assume that the person you're talking to on the other end of the line at some call center has all the information necessarily just by looking at a quick form that pulls up on their computer. Absolutely. And, and folks should always remember, too, that the individuals that they're speaking with work for the insurance company. They don't work for you. Um, and while various company taglines may suggest that they have the best customer service, um, ultimately, companies are in business to make money. And in the insurance industry, um, companies tend to make money by not paying claims. And there are many, many good companies out there that they do investigate and they treat folks fairly, but there are some out there who take a much tougher or stronger line on claims and then they don't like to part with those dollars. And again, that's where we can help. If someone ever feels as though they're being mistreated, 
give us a call. Um, and I believe you gave the number, which is 800-852-3416. And one of our consumer services officers will, will be happy to help you out and help you navigate those uh, issues. Now, you're in here, not exactly what direction this goes in, but pandemic and food delivery, can you touch on that? Yes, this is something which we have seen many more claims come in um, over the last year. And, and, and think about, you know, we have a pandemic which shuts down restaurants. And, uh, you know, I love the restaurants that are being creative, innovative. They, they want to keep their doors open. So all of a sudden, these restaurants that perhaps did not have traditional delivery systems, and you, you certainly think of your pizza delivery boys or pizza delivery men or girls, whatever the term is these days, um, but yeah, you have you have Uber Eats is one that, that I'm familiar with. Is, is a Grubhub that might be the other mm-hmm. one that has delivery services. Um, most, and this is really targeted towards our, our younger drivers. Um, most delivery personnel do tend to be younger, albeit there are some that are older. Um, but the basic automobile insurance policy does not include coverage for claims which happen while you're deliver, while that person is, is delivering food. Um, and the exclusion in the policy basically says if you're using your automobile for business purpose, for um, business purposes, if you're in an accident, that claim will not be covered. Now, some insurance companies will read that more strictly than others. Um, but as a general rule, if an insurance, if an insured person, maybe a daughter or a son or a nephew, if you know anybody who's using their personal automobile uh, to deliver food or to deliver anything for that matter, contact your agent, um, check your insurance policy, because your basic policy unlikely does not cover you while you're delivering those, those food items. But for a very, very nominal fee, you can add an endorsement to your policy um, that, that, that does cover you for those services. When I say nominal, you're probably talking less than $10 a month. It is not a lot of money. And, and you're talking people that are doing this are probably much more likely to accidentally get into a fender bender or something like that because they're driving places they don't ordinarily drive. That's a great point. I'm, I'm trying to think of, you know, you know, in what those circumstances would be. And it may also be um, an individual, whether he or she's experienced or not, looking at a um, dashboard mounted cell phone for directions because they don't know where they're going, AJ. It's, it's a, a spot on with your assessment there, uh, much more prone to those types of situations. So what are some recommendations you give to insurance consumers to reduce their costs? Um, very good question. This is one that comes up fairly frequently here at the insurance department. So our, our core response is telling people, first and foremost, shop your coverage. And what does that mean? You know, we as consumers of any product usually shop around for the best price. Um, as insurance consumers, though, we tend to buy insurance, whether it be automobile insurance or homeowners insurance, or even health insurance to some extent that once you find something, well, once an individual finds something that he or she's happy with, they don't necessarily go shop for something else. So in the case of um, automobile insurance, um, folks stick with the same company from year to year. The, the plans automatically renew. But what a lot of people don't realize is there are built-in escalators into those insurance premiums. So 
the insurance premium that you pay next year is going to be more than what you pay this year. Um, and something, so, so let me give you an example, AJ, if you don't mind, if we have time, yeah. which is um, having told consumers this for years, probably four or five years ago, I said, I'm going to follow my own advice. And I contacted my insurance company with whom I have been with for over 20 years. And I'm sorry, I contacted my insurance agent, told the agent what I was looking for. She did a marvelous job, but she came back and said, hey, Keith, the best rates available for you are still with the same insurance company that you've always been been with. By the way, I'll just say it because it's a Concord company, Concord Group Insurance, I've been with my entire life. Um, and the broker came back, the insurance agent, and said, they're still the company with the best rates. I said, well, that's great, but did you shop my insurance as if I was a new customer? At which point the agent said, no, I didn't. Let me go back and do that for you. The insurance agent went out, put me through the system as a new consumer, and I ended up saving some exorbitant sum of money relative to the overall premium, which was somewhere in the vicinity of, I, I want to say, eight to $1,200 a year just by saying I was a new consumer. But, you know, so what does that say? There's, there's really no loyalty for um, you know, staying with the same company. And, and I, I say that a little bit tongue in cheek because, you know, some companies do have some loyalty reward programs. You know, typically we think of it as a vanishing deductible. You know, if you have a $500 deductible on your automobile policy, perhaps each year that you go without having an automobile accident, that deductible is reduced by $100. So that's a loyalty type program. But in general, every consumer should not be afraid to contact his or her insurance agent and shop for new insurance as a new customer. Um, great way to save money. And then it, it'd be remiss of me not to mention too that um, almost every insurance company uh, offers discounts for bundling coverages. And here it's, you know, multi-car discounts, you know, more than one automobile with the same company, uh, multi-policy discounts. If an insured has, you know, a homeowner's policy or a rental policy, if you're an apartment within, with, um, in automobile policy, there tends to be discounts. And for those with children, and most agents know this and, and, and will tell you know, parents of young drivers, there's discounts offered for students who are uh, good students. So drivers who are good students typically receive a 10% discount on premiums as well. So <clears throat> lots of programs out there ultimately um, the insurance agent that someone you know does business with will will know what those discount programs are. But again, don't be afraid to advocate yourself yeah. for yourselves and uh, ask what those discount programs are. Yeah, definitely. I mean, something that we've also we've kind of glossed over homeowners and rental, but <clears throat> making sure you know what exactly are in those plans must be very important because. I mean, rental insurance will a lot of times cover if someone steals stuff from inside your apartment, so you, you get a break-in or something. Yeah, absolutely. And there's coverages like that. And if for those who are in, you know, condos, um, there's usually multiple policies in play. There's the renter's policy or the condo policy, which usually covers everything within the walls, but everything outside the walls is covered by the condo association and policy. And those are some... Um, fairly complicated insurance coverages for someone to understand, but just, un, but just knowing that a rental policy will cover everything within your walls and there's other insurances outside those walls um, is good for folks to know. Um, the one other thing I want to mention to folks, and if we have one more minute is yeah. um, along the life insurance side, yes. um, one of the best resources available to insureds right now is something called the lost life insurance 
policy locator service. And that's a mouthful. And really what it is, is the, the state of New Hampshire insurance department, like all insurance departments in all states and jurisdictions, belongs to an organization called the National Association of Insurance Commissioners, or NAIC. Um, that's naic.org for the website. Um, individuals who believe or who would like to know if there's an insurance policy out there on a loved one. And, and the, the classic scenario is um, a relative passes away and uh, you find in a box of paperwork, an old life insurance policy, maybe it was issued back in, you know, picky year, 1953. And you have no idea. There's no other paperwork. You don't know if that insurance policy exists. You can go to NAIC.org and look up what is called the lost, I'm sorry, the life insurance policy locator service. And there are questions um, that the consumer can enter to include a social security number, name of the individual, date of birth. And the NAIC actually sends out that contact information to every insurance company doing business in the United States. And if there's an insurance policy for that deceased individual, um, the company will send a letter to the beneficiary in the policy. There is There are protections around um, customer privacy, but they will notify the next of kin that there is a policy in place and that they can file a claim to um, uh, obtain those death benefits. Um, great policy. You know, the insurance department used to host a, a similar policy here itself, um, but we partnered with the national organization that's uh, – um, relieved us of a lot of ministerial work. And they, frankly, I think they do a better job just by nature of uh, the fact that they're reaching all companies throughout the country. Yeah. I mean, it, I'd, I'd hope that life insurance becomes more and more prevalent in your workload after, especially after COVID when it just made people really open their eyes to uh, mm -hmm. mortality a little more than they might not have before. Yeah, absolutely. And, and one of the things I like to tell people is, Life insurance, like automobile insurance, uh, is a product that you hope you never use um, to the extent that, you know, every single year people buy automobile insurance, they, 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 they get to the end of their insurance, their insured period. And if they haven't had an accident, you know, maybe they say, well, wow, that was $1,000 well spent. I never had to file a claim. Um, life insurance, term life insurance is a very similar product. You hope you get to the end of a year and haven't had to use it. Um, you know, so just keep that in mind when 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 when, you, when folks buy life insurance, um, that it's there to protect against a disaster. It's obviously not not necessarily there as an investment. And um, while some policies may be, in a general rule, life insurance is there to protect those um, after a loved one dies. So, all right, we about cover it. I think so. I, I, I love talking about insurance, and <laughs> uh, you know, uh, yeah, we'll leave it at that. That's good. All right, it's been great talking to you. Been speaking with Keith Nyan, who's the Consumer Services Director at the New Hampshire Insurance Department. If you have any questions or complaints, you can contact his department at consumerservices at ins.nh.gov. That's consumerservices at ins.nh.gov or call 1-800-852-3416. It's a free service offered to all New Hampshire residents. You're listening to New England Take and WGXL 1450 AM, 103.9 FM and nhtalkradio.com. Get that back episodes of the show at thenewenglandtake.com. I'm your host, AJ Kierstead. We'll be right back after this.